Cooper the Son, Season 5, Episode 7, where we watch Southern Survival Outdoor Gear Tested. I'm Chris Lorenz. Noah Singer. Brian Houston. Howdy, y'all. This is Battle Max. Welcome, <laughs> Battle Max. Um, man, this show, you know, kind of started out promising, but who, buddy? <laughs> Noah, you got this show description for us? I got a description for you. The show stars the team from Battlebox, a subscription box company for survival gear, testing out products designed to help people survive dangerous situations, including explosions, natural disasters, and intruders. Now that's that n- is Southern Survival Outdoor Gear tested uh, bl- on Netflix. Bless their hearts. That's a pretty long description for a Netflix show. I have this on uh, WSAV.com, the local TV network in Georgia, Channel 3, NBC. Oh, okay. Thank you, Mr. Internet Corner. That was real deep. All right. So the show is just an infomercial for this Gearbox like monthly subscription, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe a little bit of Mythbusters in there. Like It's just like testing there, out some stuff. Uh I think it, I don't think it has anything to do with Mythbusters. It's, That's what we thought no. it would have. Let's get well. Hold on. Let me let's let's get back to that. I think. Okay. Uh, let's go over what happens in this episode, just as like you give us context. Um, do we have to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so this week is Fire Week on uh, the show. So touching a bunch of fire missions. So the at first they introduce all four main protagonists on the the show. We've got Daniel, the CEO. We've got Mickey, the product specialist. We've got Steve. He's the test specialist. And you got Brandon. Fuck all. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's a good title. Then they've got Escape Fire Mission 1. Uh, Escape Fire, which is Mission 1. Then they've got Master Fire, which is Mission 2. And Survive Fire, which is Mission 3. Then they had Do Some Unfinished Business. Uh, fit. The mission one, they like have they test some products. Whatever, fuck it, I don't give a fuck. We'll, go over the minutia, <laughs> but like, we'll have to go over the minutia of each one of those. But like for okay. now, there's not like a whole lot to this show. No, for sure no. not. This is gonna be one of our shortest <laughs> ever podcasts. I hope so. Um. All right, so let's go. Lord, over this. I do declare. <laughs> Let's go with this this Mythbusters comparison. And, like, this is the worst aspects of Mythbusters, where it's just, like, explosions and fire and, like, blowing shit up. No, for sure. But, like, also, they're going to be testing, like, different stuff, like, every time. Like, we definitely did, like, a fire episode this time. So, yeah, there's going to be explosions. But I'm sure there's going to be stuff like, oh, yeah, you're trapped under snow. Like, we got to get out of here. Like, I don't think so. I think every episode will have an explosion, at least. They start the show off with an explosion of random shit for no reason. I got a question for you. So this week is Fire Week. My question is, what would be the most exciting week? <laughs> fire Week. <laughs> also, <laughs> side question... Why is it acceptable in like Fast and Furious movies, but not here? No, it's fine. Like, uh, I got a proposal for you. It's like Fast and Furious I'm going to to have like a crazy experience. Sure, you could come to the show for some crazy explosions. That's just not the shows I watch. Yeah, I'm going to take Brian's side in this. Like, I actually don't think there's fire, like big ass explosions every week. Just previewing the scenarios they go through every episode, I think this is heavy on the explosion because it's fire week. You know what would be a great week? Shark week? Gotta learn how to protect yourself in the South from those sharks. How do you survive sharks? How do you uh, escape sharks? (laughs) How do you eat sharks? How do you eat sharks? You don't go in the tank. They have hurricane week and (sighs) vacation survival week. The fuck is this accent I'm doing now? <laughs> you gotta keep it up the whole show. If you don't, you know that that kind of be let down. This is actually a, uh, a he's reference. already he's already changed his accent. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm I'm going all over the south. I, I'm 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 hearing like a John Goodman, like uh, in some movie type of more of a John Denver. Oh, Country Roads. 
Oh, All right, know. guys. Let's knock this shit out. <laughs> Let's go over the... We got to talk about the main two people on the show. Daniel, the CEO, and Brandon, his fuck buddy or something. I fuck don't know. No. Fuck all title. Yeah. Steven 2. <laughs> Steven 2 is the other character. No. Deep, deep cut. Deep cut. We got to talk about Daniel. So this guy, this is his show, right? Like, this is his, like... He's the C. He's the CEO of this stupid company. He's the one eight hundred Gary of this cinematic universe. <laughs> Do you think he knows one eight hundred? Ask Gary. Like so, he's he's producing this whole show, getting all the products, doing it all. You think Netflix pays for this, or just like they just get the show for free? Ain't got no idea. I mean, well, when you say paying for this, like who funds the production? I don't know. I feel like the production value for this was really high, so I feel like Netflix is paying for it. Right, like, because that's the real cost. So it's like, I think the question is, does Netflix pay for talent and product? And I would say, I agree, probably not. Like, that's the trade-off. I think so. I feel like Netflix might want to demand some of the birch or that box money. Oh, you think they're taking a cut? They're like, yo, they, you come here, we're, we're taking a rake. I think so. I feel like... They're going to have way more orders now that they're on a Netflix show that's number nine in the country today than they would have ever had before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a that's 5% a- cut off the top of every box sold? Easy. Man, that, that's that, an easy decision damn. to make. Too. That's some Mr. Wonderful stuff right there. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely got to get some Shark Tank in here. Talking about Mythbusters, grab you talking about Shark right. Tank. Right. Man, my work's cut out for me in the corner looking at this company's financing, trying to find out uh, what their cap table looks like. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that deep. All yeah. right. Yeah. So, like, they, fre- they frequently have these, like, you know, what are they, reality show cutaways to these two guys, which the mm-hmm. CEO, which is, like, he's nothing. Like, he's not funny. No. He's just, yeah. like, a random dude. And then you've got Brandon, which is, like, his shtick is he's, like, the hick, the hickiest hick. And he's funny because he's he does funny things. I don't know. And he's super America. Super America, yeah. Very. His favorite year is seventeen seventy six. I'm surprised it ain't fourteen eighty eight. Thanks, Max. Uh, I thought it was fourteen ninety two. Oh, uh, bless his heart. <laughs> Like got the no. rhyme. Do no, not, uh, Max do is making like favor. a. Do not internet corner this one. No, Max <laughs> is making a not so great joke about this. <laughs> um, yeah, he has frequently has an American flag with him, and he's definitely all about that America. Um, which I guess a couple years ago might have been the Confederate flag. On this show, I'm gonna make. I said it, and I'm not cutting it. Yeah, you're both going on that, that <laughs> line right there. Uh, so then after these two, which we get a, a lot of cutaways from them, we get Mickey, which is the woman on the show. She's a product specialist. Um, I don't know what the fuck that is. They make it seem like she gets the shit, but then... Yeah. That's all we know. She could be running the whole show. She could be. I think she really is. Because like the way they positioned her is she is sourcing... All the product that comes in, and then Brandon and Steve are the testers. So, what my hunch is, you got CEO, his idea, his vision. Like he's obviously managing everything, but then Mickey's really got the power, and then Steve and Brandon uh, are just marketers, basically. And like you even see Brandon's computer, he's doing some like um, like movie editing. Like my guess is what they're doing all day is touch ups and social media. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Definitely. Cause that's what, that's what this is. Like they might even just have been hired as actors for this show as a product, like brand and like maybe not even for the show, but they're like on the website, they got videos and these are the brand specialists that go out and test this shit normally. hundred percent. Now that they're on the show, I mean, they have an expanded role. Yeah, like, you could eat, like, it came across pretty quickly. Like, they're, like, special sauciness. I think the sourcing, it, it's, it's real work, but I don't know if that's how unique. The uniqueness is their marketing. Uh, yeah, I mean, but what they're marketing is also kind of unique, you know? I think they, they have a niche, and they're marketing it well. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, 
if you just have an outdoor store, but full of the craziest outdoor shit, like only the best shit, some sort of wire cutter outdoor store. Yeah, it, it's highly curated. But like when I think of like their unique competency, right? It's like anyone I think could do the curation they're they're doing. Uh, but I think is like what's special is like their marketing, which is like the art. That's why I think it's like that's yeah. why I put their. Uh, Clearly, they have a Netflix show. Like, yeah, they're I mean, they're that, fucking amazing. They're <laughs> you know, all, like <laughs> that's actually incredible. On that note, so like we got this show, but then there's also this other show that we like we refuse to kind of exist, but does exist, which is the Goop Lab, which I feel falls in the same line as this. It's like Netflix giving money, or at least giving these people like a really great advertising for whatever shit that they want to sell. I think that there's a bigger difference that like I trust the shit on this show more than I trust the stuff that's. Well, I mean, like there's an inherent difference between the Goop Lab and this, but there is not like a on a like what these shows are. They're not different. Excuse me, I have a question. Okay, Southern old gentleman. Are you familiar with the craziest goddamn product in the Goop catalog? No. I believe so. What what orifice do you put this product in, Noah? The vagina steamer. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm talking about the alien eggs. Mm. Do tell us more, Con, sir. You put some alien eggs in your hoo-ha, and it boosts your chi. Is this doesn't boost your zetan levels or thetan levels? I believe that is a different kind of cult. <laughs> uh, right. Wait, what, what are the alien eggs? No, we're moving on. <laughs> Noah, 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 Noah. Man, going to the corner. <laughs> you can do whatever you want at this point. So we've got the escape fire, which is Steve's mission. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they do, like, they go to this, like, five-story building where firemen go to, like, train. So, like, first level, there's, like, each level does something different. First level, they test a ladder that hooks onto your window. Mm-hmm. It's, kind of, it's a pretty useful product, really. I think yep. that that, you know, I see the utility in that. And, like, if you're on the first floor, get this ladder. Like, I could probably use it, you know. If I can't go out my main entrance to go out the balcony, like, there's, I mean, I could hold on and fall. So, like, I'd probably do that at a fire for sure. Yeah. But it's not that far. No, for sure not. Like, it. You could, like, probably even jump that if you really wanted to. I wouldn't want to. Like, you hold on and fall, like, there's 0% chance of me hurting myself. But if I jump, there's a good chance I could, like, break a light. Like, you, break you could, some bones. You ain't going to have a good time jumping, but you'll survive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'll live, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. It's called hey. Southern Survival, not Southern Don't Die. <laughs> yeah. You got to roll out of it, Chris. You got to learn how to roll. I mean, I kind of know how to roll, but like not from a one-story build. No. Not from the first floor. <laughs> like, level height. Anyway, then they go to the third floor, whatever. No one gives a fuck. They have this home finder kit, which is clearly designed for their website. Mm-hmm. It is clearly like, hey, this, we've got like this mask that you breathe through that'll block some of the smoke out. You've got like a flashlight and like a buzzer. So the idea is that if you're stuck, the fireman can come and find you, even though you're passed out. I guess if you have yeah. the, you turn it on, it'll stay on. That was cool. Like that, def- that product seemed pretty cool. Where it's like a little tube, and the tube breaks apart. And you have the light, the breathing, and the sound. Um, it's just like they made it seem it's a little complicated of a product. And if you're an emergency, like I just don't trust. I'm going to have the wherewithal to use a complicated product. I just don't know, like, obviously I think in some situations that's me super useful. Like, you, like, obviously all these are niche situations. But if in a regular fire, if you can run out of your house and get out, like, that's, like, the normal occurrence. Oh, Whereas, yeah. like, the next occurrence would be, like, I'm trapped in my house, which this product would be more useful for, I guess, for, like, a situation like that. But then... I'd rather have their next product, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I trust their next product, but the are you talking about the, the the repeller? Yeah. So the next product that they go over is they have a repeller backpack. So you put on this backpack, you clip it onto something like a like a climbing rope clip, and which you have installed in your house. Which you yeah. somewhere I don't understand where you clip it to, 
And then you just go outside your balcony and you slowly fall down. Uh, which seems incredibly scary. Yes. I'd have to it'd have to be some sort of like there would have to I'd have to be on like the tenth floor in this like inferno below me to like trust this thing. Yeah, it, that one just because like of where you clip that, uh I, I it seemed like a cl- very clever engineering engineered product, but unclear how you use it some practice. Yeah, that but that's like the extreme thing. That's like kind of what I thought about like with Mistbusters. It's like, hey, like here's this product that's made for like this like extremely crazy scenario, and they're testing it out. Okay. Yeah. Have any of y'all ever used an auto belayer while rock climbing? No. Not an auto belayer. Basically, it's exactly the same as this, except you're just wearing the harness and all the complicated stuff is hooked up at the top. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like this product. I just don't think I can ever walk out the balcony. I don't trust this thing not to fucking kill me. I mean, it's better than burning. I mean, I was just saying, like, if the whole building has to be in flames and I have, like, can't figure out another way to go. So, like, I don't think this would be my first. I would never buy this because I would be like, there's no chance I'm. Where are you storing this for, like, decades? Like, right next to, like, you're like, what, what am I doing? Right. And then, like, a decade later, we're going to, tr- like, could trust this thing? I don't know. What's the yeah. lifetime? Like, it's just absurd. Are you, do you think that you're not going to get drunk and test that all weekend? <sighs> no, you are. Well, yeah. I don't know. Is it a one time use product? I'm not sure I trust it mm. to, like, go back inside. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair. I like. I can't imagine this thing's not designed for it's. It's like a fire escape thing. It's like a fire extinguisher. It's a one-time use. Fire extinguishers aren't one-time. I know use. they're like not. They use li- one t- I know they're not one-time use, but like the mini yeah. ones kind of are. Like I think that they have to have like some kind of quality though in order to like withstand some kind of fire though. Like yeah, I I wouldn't like maybe trust it like multiple times, but like it has to like be able to <sighs> hold up to something. I'm just saying, if I've already tested it, then it's just like I don't know. It depends on how it goes back in. Like, do I like get yeah. out and then it like climbs its way back up so somebody else can use it? Because that would be useful. Like, the thing is, there's just no way like I install that thing and not test it. Like, why am I like relying on an emergency <laughs> when like I I'm gonna be trying to figure this shit out? No way. That's why they come in a two pack, Brian. <laughs> mm. I got a question for you. Yeah. Would you rather use this or real big strip pole? <laughs> definitely this the big stripper pole like i'm just like eating it like, like i'm either like gonna like burn my six hand story stripper pole no <laughs> no one wants that works for a file man why can't it work for you not six stories all right I, I never said i wouldn't try though but i know what's gonna happen so noah of these three products mm-hmm. which one would you be most willing likely to use slash buy yeah, there was actually one product in there that uh, we didn't cover as part of Survive in Fire or Escape in Fire, uh, which was the full face mask. Is, uh, doesn't that come in the kit? No. So there was like the when they were on the third floor and like um, going through their crawl si- simulation, there was this like hockey puck light. Then there was the tube which had a light sound and breathing thing and then there was a full face mask and the full face mask i would go for because it's the least complicated and the thing i'd be like right i can like just go with it and use it and wouldn't think twice for everything else i'd be like oh shit i'm at a fire i can't really think i don't know what to do i thought that was just part of that little like pack they had like the pack came with the flashlight and the puck and the other thing but I don't know. You might be gentlemen, be- gentlemen. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Max. All right, mission two uh, is uh, that master- was one mission. Uh, master fire. <laughs> so this was just some guy showing off like some waterproof matches. So like he showed off a standard waterproof match. Then they had this like super waterproof match that like mm-hmm. it would like it stays lit no matter what. And it was great watching them test it. This is the highlight of the episode by far. Like, oh, not yeah. even close. Indubitably. Like, Max, even after Max watches, like, oh, maybe I was too quick to judge the show. You were not. But this was the best part by far. 
if this was like the rest of the show, they're like, you know, this is a cool scenario. Like, you ever stuck in this scenario? Look at this normal product that we have. It's shit. Look at this great product and us test it super awesome. I mean, in general, if they just made a cool QVC, some sort of cool VC, <laughs> you'd be raking in the money. I mean, it definitely, they need to take more infomercial kind of like gimmicks with them, which this is it. This is a look at this regular product, suck. Mm-hmm. Look at this awesome product and like how it can cut through shoes. Anti like, suck. Anti suck is a good <laughs> title for one of those shows. <laughs> Uh yeah, so like that was that was mission two, that yeah, was well, done. That was a one minute segment, best part of the show. Moving on, <laughs> we got mission three, which was surviving, survive fire. So they tested three different suits. They had like a welding suit, a race car suit, and a flight suit, and like they brought out a flamethrower that just pretty much obliterated all three. Right, like the no. the flight the flight one definitely fared the best, but like I still think you'd be dead if you were inside it, and you wouldn't know if you were dead if you were inside it because they didn't do any fucking testing. No, they, <laughs> they just brought out a flamethrower on a scarecrow. No, to be fair, like that testing was garbage, but like you would have survived the flight suit because it had another layer underneath that was completely untouched. I don't know. I don't know how hot was it. I can't take like it was on the screen. It was two thousand degrees. Yeah, how hot was it inside the suit, Brian? <laughs> yeah, like I think it's because the test was so poor, which is standing in front of a flamethrower, yeah. uh, which is not an extreme situation. <laughs> that is a once in a then no more lifetime situation. That the test is just but for marketing. But the I thing mean, is that that also affects like people like for example race car drivers are constantly going through like car, like their car being on fire and they have to like survive that. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, but they didn't get napalm like literally no. put on them. Yeah, like napalm is way different I, than just like a regular fire. Like, no, absolutely. Like I, I agree that like hey the temperature was like too hot the testing was bad like like that wasn't good but it, it was still like kind of cool to like see oh yeah like this is how it quickly it fared up i think there's a way difference in like a 2000 degree just like bonfire that you put this thing in versus a 2000 degree like napalm like thing that you sprayed on these suits which they were not only did they ha- use the flamethrower was like they like flamed it right on top of them it wasn't like oh it's like 20 feet away and it's like literally just the fire no yeah like because, like, a flamethrower isn't just, like, it throws the liquid out, and then it lights it. Yeah. And then the liquid still goes, like, 40 feet. So, like, the liquid's getting on this stuff. It's not, like... That's why I just test is just such bullshit. I, like, rolled my... Like, this is such terrible... Yeah, like, to build on your point, Brian, like, where it's, like, it's cool to see. Yeah, like, if the intent of the show was to just be, like, a test lab for, like, non-real situations, then I'd be, like... Totally in, but because their whole thing is to find the best products to give to people that they could use in, I'll say, quote unquote, everyday life, because it's not everyday, but like some day, maybe once a year or something, you know, it's like, it just seems way too extreme to go for that test, and especially where they ended up, where it was a fucking blanket. <laughs> but see here, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Like you're saying like this once in a lifetime thing, like that's exactly what they're prepping for. Like, oh yeah, my place is burning down. Like you're not having that happen like every single year. Like, hey, here's this crazy ass scenario that I have to prepare for and I have no idea what to expect. So I want the best damn product. So me getting like fire that is on or liquid that is on fire shot at me from like maybe my car that exploded or like I'm just stuck in a burning building. Like those all seem like crazy ass scenarios that could happen who the hell knows yeah it's, not, it's definitely not the best testing scenario i i'm not saying like hey like they're authentic but it's just hey they're they're doing like this wild test to see how well these things hold up but even in the like my car blew up that assumes you're gonna wear this thing every time you race go car drive. drivers walk away from those car wrecks all the time no, no but but i that's what i mean like this isn't they're not trying to sell a box to race car drivers no but like i'm sure that like for but their tra- target demographic, like they've seen like a NASCAR race and it's like, oh shit, like they just walked away. Like, what is going on with that? But Brian, this test does not test that. I just told you that. <laughs> like, there's a difference between a fire and an explosion and napalm being spread on your suit. 
Those are, those are three different things. No, there and is the chances a- that you get napalm thrown on you is pretty low. Like, yeah, there there is a difference, but like they're they're also trying to sell this to people that like are preparing for the worst. That's why they test it in the worst scenario. I actually don't even get like I don't get it. I, 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 I don't I, even need to argue this. Like, I, I don't, everybody I, knows when the apocalypse comes, it's just gonna be a big old pool of lava. Like <laughs> I, I'm I'm not even picking on your argument, but just that I I love that. It, I imagine a scenario. If someone comes up to you, be like, "I'm gonna spray napalm on you." It's like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get my 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 flight suit on <laughs> so I can survive this thing. Okay, <laughs> okay, gentlemen, uh, you might burn me alive right now. <laughs> uh, all right. So the last thing, so like that, we talked about them out of order. But anyway, the last thing that happens in the show is at the beginning of the show, they had that big explosion that they start out with. And then they had some interlude that was terrible about so how, boring. like, there's this, <laughs> the one of the mannequins survived this explosion. And the CEO, was it the CEO or the ass, the uh, America dude, Captain Freedom? Anyway, one of them was, like, scared of it. Brandon, Captain Freedom. Captain Freedom was scared of, like, I don't know. Fuck. I don't care. This mannequin. So the end, <laughs> they blow this mannequin up, and that was yeah. the end of the episode. Wow. Started with the explosion, was, and it was that was so entertaining. It was fucking terrible. Um, if you had your druthers, Max, would you watch a show? Uh, ain't no druthers here. <laughs> uh, so the last, the last thing I want, Manusha, I want to talk about is the music. I feel so like bad. The, the, they. I thought the music was good, like sixty or two thirds of the time. They used, uh, they were doing something goofy, so they used the uh, used always, always sunny, sunny music. Use always sunny, like all the explode. Like sometimes they're like montages of really good and appropriate music, and sometimes they didn't. But at least they were like they definitely tried to MTV it up. Like MTV always has the best music, but they definitely tried to like. The production crew spent a lot of time and effort trying to get this music right. I they spent a lot of time cutting it. They did not have a good music person, or they're appealing to an audience that I am not a part of. Because um, they they had a lot of like trap music during the beginning. Then they had opera music during an explosion, which is very like on the nose. Um, and then they used a selling sunset song for one of the skits, like. It's just all over the fucking place when they start the show. It's all about South and like these country boys where I would expect the songs to match that motif. Some sort of country. Country, John Denver, stuff like that. Like I can see like the trap fitting in because it is Southern rap. But like these guys don't give off the but, uh, uh, I thought appeal I liked, of Southern rap. I liked it. Don't trust Noah. Mm. All right, so I got some questions. So last week, we watched The Running Man, and we used some of the rewatchable questions. So I, I took some initiative and come up with some questions. So let's, we'll see how they run. Well, we can. So my first question is, who was the worst human being in this show? They're all the fucking same. Yeah, like I don't think that there's like anybody that like who stands out really or like is bad. So yeah, mind you, these aren't like specific to the th- show. So yeah, I'll uh, Brandon, Mister Freedom, um, Steve. Like they were just kind of cruel to him for no reason, and he seems fine. The CEO and the picker is like an, a nothing burger in Chris's terms, uh, and Brandon like is trying to be like the wise ass, and he wears a knife around his neck. Uh, for those reasons, he is the worst person. Uh, I agree with Noah. He's the worst person, but only but slightly. Like I think the other people kind of don't have personality other than like Steve. He's kind of like the regular Joe. Like, why the fuck are we doing this? Totally. <laughs> and I like that. So he's definitely the best. And this guy's the worst. Yep. Yeah. It, it is by a <sighs> slight, slight margin. Uh, so here's a question about the host, which there isn't really a host in the episode. We'll just call the host the CEO. Is this his apex? This like, is oh, always going to be his apex. Absolutely. Like, the question is, like, is he apex? Is this his downgrade? Is there some other category we can come up with to put him in? But, like... Is this going to be the only show he produces? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I can this say is this gonna is going to be his blip. His blip? His like, blip? is this a downgrade? Like, he's a CEO of this, like, fucking company, and now he's to do this shitty show? No. 
This is not a downgrade. <laughs> this is an upgrade. Okay. I'll, I'll just like, I just, I'm just trying to get this host conversation going. Like, okay, here's the thing. You're starting a startup, like for any of these boxes, for example, like we also should have gotten into like that topic, but we like, can think about like how many boxes there are out there and like, think about how many are actually popular. Then think about how many are like, even like getting <laughs> attention and like, this kind of fashion, like none, zero. Yeah, so like this is a pretty big high for like this company. Oh, so. it's fucking amazing. Yeah. So okay, let's talk about that for a second. So like these boxes things. Yeah. They start. They kind of started with what there was like the nerdy one. What was? Oh, oh yeah. What was that called? Uh, anyway. Uh, loot crate. Loot crate. No. Loot crate. Yeah. Yeah. Loot crate. Did loot crate kick this off? Or was that Feel, just the first big feels like one? It. No, I think that was the first one in your <laughs> circle. Th- th- and then like this started with fixed. Oh, this things. started with the uh, the shaving company, right? Oh, the Dollar yeah. Shave Club. Oh, Harry's. Dollar, yeah, Dollar Shave Club started with um, a replenishable subscription. This is a little different. This is like a curated selection. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Yeah. The uh, minor. I mean, you're right. It is different, but it is not like I would trace this directly back to them. Um, it, it's probably first, like some of the popular ones are like Stitch Fix, like you said, like Fab Fit Fun, Trunk Club. Um, oh, the Trunk Club, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, th- there is a whole bunch. Like, I don't know the pure history, but it definitely started with clothing. Um, mm, okay. And then it kind of spawned from there with toys and nerd stuff and whatever you could think and of. And now yeah. junk that you throw in your garage and you never use. Yes. Like, that's what this is, right? Like, would yeah. you consider, like, Oh, I'm gonna put the, like maybe you put this by your bedstand because it's for like, I don't know. Could not be more wrong, Chris. That, you put this in the bunker. <laughs> that, this is definitely a loot crate in that like, hey, every month there's, there's gonna be a theme, and the, the, this theme was fire. Oh yeah. And yeah. then you're getting that box, and it's like, oh hey, I have this like fireproof suit. I have this like <laughs> fire sy- like. I don't system. think you're getting anything that cool though. I think I think in you're getting this, some in this month's box. I'll give you what you get, Brian. You get the fireproof match. You get like. Four or five fireproof matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get like that flashlight junk thing that they made. And then I don't know what, what else do you think you get? That puck? So and maybe that face mask. That face mask looked kind of cheap. So maybe so, that's your that's your box for the month. Could be. Um I think this is a good turn in the show. How much do you think this costs? And then I can reveal a bit about the box. Okay. I think okay. it's uh I think it's a hundy. Hundy a month. Ain't no way. That, I, that backpack by itself, I'm gonna say the whole thing. Two fifty. That's 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 what you reckon. Two hundred fifty dollars. I'm going one fifty a month. These are a month, right? Yeah, a month. Yeah. All right. So, um, you all are mostly wrong. Um, so one thing they didn't go over in her infomercial. There's actually four different uh, five. Oh, but I fucking, don't fucking give tiers. a fuck. No, go yeah. for the lower one. So you want you want the lowest tier? Yeah, give me <laughs> give me two numbers, lowest and highest. Okay, so the lowest tier is thirty dollars a month, uh, in their basic box, and they actually show in the box you get probably like like ten to fifteen products. Don't care. Um, the most expensive box they actually don't list the price for. Um, they have their Battle Box Black Uber Premium Gear, and you have to uh, fill out a questionnaire to see if you qualify to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is the what's the highest? Can you look at the question price. All right. Yeah. So I, I understand what's going on here. Somebody was sitting in an office in who the fuck knows. <laughs> they started jacking off and they said, Hey, I want to make a website about me jacking off about how cool I am with my <laughs> tactical gear. <laughs> Thanks, Max. It, 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 their founding what? story is very close to that. What, what, um, so, what was the highest price? That you so, could the see? highest price box you can see, their Pro Plus is one hundred sixty dollars a month. Okay. Um, this is all not including shipping and handling, so that's going to increase that a little bit. Um, but yeah, like that's what you got. So they they got four different types of boxes going on there. Um, this Battle Box Black, though, I find to just be that's great. So, in, oh wait, oh sorry, no, they do have it. I take it back. Uh, Battle Box Black. It doesn't look like ah. It's a quarterly subscription for okay. Black at seven hundred dollars a quarter. Oh, okay, I could easily see getting this stuff for like seven hundred dollars in a quarter. So that's more like two fifty ish, right? It's closer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are like thirty dollars. 
I feel like the thirty dollars boxes gets you junk. Like it's getting you a few of those matches. That's it. Could be. So I was doing some more cornering. Uh, you can get those matches for three bucks at Target. Yeah, I'm sure you get like five matches. You get like a patch of ma- pack of matches. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. They just like that's one of the junks you get. Like not that that's right. junk, but like they're three dollars at Target. So at scale, what they buy them for like two bucks. Like you know, like the margin at Target's like fifty percent. So like, but they're not getting Target margin. So like, well, that's like the whole scheme of the box is like you. No, I know you buy really at scale, scale, right? Sell yeah, them yeah, yeah. individually to, but you buy like fucking Woot.com overstock shit. Je- sometimes, yeah. Generally, that, that's it. If, if if you can make that arbitrage, and yeah, yeah. That's definitely what their goal is. Um, so, yeah, those are the prices. Um, can you give us the overall story? Like, what is it? When, when were the founded? Who are these two jokels? Are they in the founding story? So, I looked. They don't have this information on their website. Um, there's no, like, about us and any of that. Um, so, I got to do more digging to get into there. Um, but just a quick... Um, Closing out on those vagina eggs. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not alien eggs. They're actually jade eggs, uh, for the record. So they come from planet Earth. Uh, for those of you that were uncertain. Shock, shocking. Uh, Was that really my question? Was it whether they came from Earth or not? I am speechless. <laughs> All right, I got a couple more questions. I got a couple more questions here. What is the most baffling or cringeworthy moment? All of it. <laughs> I feel like the most cringeworthy moment is the moment where the guy sees Steve too and he walks into like the bathroom and gets freaked out and it's like he's a terrible actor. It's just like he's not scared at all. Like I don't understand what's going on. Then he walks into the woman's bathroom and then walks out. Like that's the most. It's like bathworth. Like I feel like that fits both categories. Yeah, that was a bad moment. Especially like they they want to have that like in between humor that many other reality shows have, and they're just not pulling it. These off. aren't the Diesel Brothers. No, the Diesel Brothers mm. did a great job at this. Right. And you could you could easily see like where they've picked up inspiration from. It's just right. not they can't execute. Yeah. They're like they're new to this, and it's fine. But yeah, yeah. yeah I'll Do you know, have, does anyone else have one? Yeah, they. Uh, uh, I just want to say, roll tide. Mm. <sighs> okay. roll, roll tide. Um, well, well, maybe like. Oh, oh, sorry. Go on. No, they were walking away from the flames, and they put it in slow motion, like they're all badass, <laughs> like walking, and just like, uh, this is why I don't like this show. <laughs> Brian, what about you? Uh, I think it was like that same moment, where like, well, when they really like blew up the like the end dummy, I was just like, okay, they had this leftover stuff. It just or time to fill. It didn't really like feel authentic <laughs> you mean the whole show but yes that was also <laughs> b- baffling cringeworthy moment um what is your favorite minor minutia brian Ooh, oh man can you come back to me in a second uh i think like one of the favorite minor minutias we actually kind of stopped and rewound like at some point they were like panning around and they turn around and you see like this dummy in the back of a car in the background. And it's just like, oh. and it's like giving you this weird look. That was a pretty good, like, just like, what the fuck's going on? You didn't look at the shot at all. But Brian, you have one? I personally really like the intro for, oh, what was his name? Began with the B. Brandon? Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Because like, he was just like smoking a cigar holding two battle axes, and just saying, like, a bunch of dumb stuff. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty good. The, like, my favorite year is 1776. Yeah, like, he was he was really leaning into, like, his persona, like, hard. So I was like, oh, yeah, like, you you don't take yourself seriously, it, but it's fun. Anyone else have any minor minutia moments? Um, I found it interesting that they had this five-story fire testing building built out in the middle of Georgia. Yeah, that's well, cool. They got like the fire department to build that for them. No, the fire department built it for themselves. Oh, and these crew came and just filmed at it. Okay, I thought they yeah. like got the fire department to do yeah, it. That's not <laughs> no so, way. So Noah, uh, next time you drive to Stevens Pass or whatever, mm-hmm. there's like sort of a fire training situation hmm. along the way. 
It doesn't have like a three story thing, but it's got like a bunch of burned out cars and stuff. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so I do got some backstory in these folk when you guys want to turn back to there. I got Never. one more question and then we'll get back to that. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is the famous question. What is no, the, they what do you think the production schedule was like? Uh, you think they're like filming, do they like do a bunch of prep and then film these like bang, 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 bang? Or is it just like prep, film, prep, film? I'm really, I'm really having a difficult time coming up with this because like, I figure that like, okay, we want to like test this thing. So then they have to figure out like how to test it. And like, that's a loose term. So then like, they're probably gonna like do some trial and error. But they could also have this stuff prepared, and I don't know which it is. <laughs> oh, that's what we're talking about. I, I feel pretty confident in my answer here. Uh, so unless they're hiring an Atlanta-based film crew, uh, they're in Georgia. They're probably like three, four hours away from Atlanta, just looking on a map. Um, they're they are making this stuff in the shortest amount of time possible. Because I'm assuming they got to fly in a bunch of film crew and production. Well, Georgia does have a lot of film. They do because they, they offer to like usually good tax incentives, but I don't know like does Netflix outsource their production crews there? Like that that, that that's to me the, the the biggest question. Ain't, if they're nearby ain't enough, no way. And I can tell you exactly why. The uh, the queer eye also in Atlanta. Netflix loves that Georgia money. So well, yeah. they they were in Atlanta for an episode for his first season. Uh, you just piggyback on that, and you're just like, well, we got to wrap this up real quick. Well, I don't know. I feel like. For like their business, it would make more sense to like plan film because they could plan a whole month, do this testing for a month, film it. It's expensive to have a film crew out there. Like in general, for any filming, you're planning most of the time, and the filming is like as short as possible. Okay. So you so like the planning phase could be however long, but the filming phase you're here, they're bang, you think they're banging out episode after episode? Oh, totally. They're, they're banging out probably at least two or three episodes of content a day, I'd imagine, and then just shoot as much content, then go, go, go into editing. All right. That's probably, I mean, this is definitely most like a conventional shoot. Like, it's much more yeah. like, a, like a TV or movie, not like a standard reality show where, some, where a lot of like drama has to build up, right? Like, right. This is, like, they just don't have like people following people around. Like, they can set up these experiments like back pretty back. much back to back, right? And then they have these interludes that they can just kind of like fuck in whenever. Like, I think that might be my favorite Minor Moon show when Noah said, fuck in. <laughs> Whenever (laughs) is a phrase. Uh, All right. Get back to the minutia, Noah. Yeah. So got some background on uh, Mr. Daniel Labs, the CEO of BattleBox. So BattleBox started in 2015. So a little bit uh, on the beginning of the curve. He went to Georgia College and State University, uh, majoring in art marketing and strategic marketing, paying off clearly for BattleBox. He's doing good. Um, uh, he, uh, sir, I'm going to need you to hurry it up there. Where did if Southern Max go? If we didn't interrupt, he'd probably be done. I, I would probably be done. The cows would already be home, Max. All right. Um, so this, this is the second company founded. He founded Varsity Inc. Looks like it was out of college, um, which is a screen print apparel type shop. And so this is his second company. So you ever work with that undercover boss? <laughs> Who knows? I gotta say, this guy's doing pretty good. <laughs> they got twenty four employees. Um, so they, they they got a good little operation going here. I'd what? Say, they only have four. Um, on LinkedIn, they have twenty four employees. But they only have four on the show. It, it's a mystery. <laughs> is this a reality show or is it fake? Yeah, but uh, I, I gotta give these guys credit. You know, they're in the middle of Georgia, like. Literally in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and they're well, they making have, something. They have 75 acres or whatever. They got Netflix come out to them and shoot a show. They are fucking killing it. I didn't say they weren't. Much no, but I'm just saying. Much like, respect for that. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we are we can move on to ratings. Max, I know what Bom- you're going to say. Just give it to me. Bomb third, middle of the bottom. <laughs> there was about one minute there that was pretty okay. <laughs> What do you got for us, Brian? Bottom of the middle. I don't think it was that bad. Like it was like bottom of the middle is pretty bad. I mean, 
Like, okay. or I know. Yeah, bottom of the middle. It wasn't that bad, is what he's saying. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I thought yeah. you said middle of the bottom. Like, yeah, that middle of the bottom would be pretty bad, but like bottom of the middle, like, okay, it's their first show. Like, it's obviously like a marketing stunt. Whatever. So, it's a little bit like it's got a little bit of fun to it. Like, I'm giving them a little bit of because it's their first show. So, like, maybe the, if I this wa- is the best episode of this season, I'm sure by far. I don't know about that. All right. Well, you report back when you watch the whole season. Okay. No, what do you got for me? This show's so hard to watch. Um, it shouldn't be this low, but it is. It's bottom of the bottom. It's just. It just there is some opportunity here, and they just don't capitalize on that small bit of opportunity. Maybe Noah's like finally calibrating his ratings now. Like selling Sunset would probably be like right on par. Ooh, season three, <laughs> season three is coming August. 7th. Are you fucking kidding me? August. 7th. Oh lord, I couldn't get through season two. Oh, um, you gotta you gotta get to it, dude. You only have a month. I, I couldn't get through episode one. Literally, so I'm done as we're recording this, a month you have. Oh man, I actually. Uh, when when do you get done with your rating? I have another piece of minutia. <laughs> All right. Uh I'm gonna also put this in the bottom. It's garbage. It's like two minutes in, I'm like, oh, so this is an infomercial. It's a bad infomercial. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You gotta get that ShamWow guy out here. He'll fucking amp the show to what it needs to be. Just like the two minutes of infomercial oh. we got, which was great. Hold up. You're, are you saying, like, really, like, the ShamWow cleaning shit is, like, way more interesting than lighting stuff on fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That dude shows, like, that dude knows how to do infomercial. These people don't. No, dude. You're totally wrong on that, man. Like, burning shit is definitely more interesting Just than cleaning give shit. give that ShamWow guy that, like, fucking his one name, of the products they showed. He's not a ShamWow. <laughs> He's a ShamWow guy because he's selling you ShamWows. How many other things can you place him in, though? <laughs> Holy. I don't think he... I think you just get him to direct yeah, and produce we're... this thing. Like an infomercial, it's going to be way better. He doesn't even need to be in it. I have never before made myself aware that ShamWow is just a ShamWow joke. Oh, that's, a, that's pretty I, clever. I didn't realize No, that. me neither. Wow, that's that's pretty good. I think Chris and Brian aren't catching on. No, there is uh, a a little towel is called a chamois. Yeah, C H A M W O I S. Oh no, no W. It's French. The French don't use the W. No, you're right. Yeah, W. All right, no. Give us some minutiae. Give us the update you want to give us. Yeah. So I also found uh, Brandon on LinkedIn. Um, This guy got some cred, like. He is very much owning up to this character he is playing, and he plays it very well. Uh, and we actually nailed like where he comes from. He's like very uh, well practiced, like YouTube vlogger across like outdoor gear in general. And so he's built up his expertise there, and he's just really leaning into this like Southern USA character. Even his LinkedIn page is like all about it. How do you know that's not his real persona? Uh, it seems too over the top. Like he seems like a like a WWE star to to a certain degree. So maybe he is like just naturally energetic, but not to that nth degree that he presents himself. Is my guess. That's right, fake. Could be, but I'm sh- I'm sure there's like a good like foundation there. But when you're like pumping shit on TV and Netflix, you got to show up, and I think he shows up, and that's the character. I mean, like. I just take a step back here. So, like, we watch we watch reality shows, and like this reality, this like is a reality show. But I would characterize the four people actors in a sense like they're not they could not be the CEO. Like, I don't fucking know. I assume yeah. he is, but like he's doing like acting in this show. Totally. And they're like doing these tests, which they mostly know the results are going to be, and like they're not really testing some of them. Like, I mean, they they are, but like. Oh, it's just like the, I think it Ryan lines like an edge there of like what's scripted and not scripted. Like this whole thing seems very scripted. I mean, well, what shows like do you also? I know, I know I'm not saying that this isn't like this. Okay, this is a reality show. It's just like it's crossing a line yeah. to a point where I'm like, it's just like stuntmen and actors almost to a point. Yeah, we jump like, across what? that line a lot. I know we do. I'm just yeah. It's 
It's just garbage. Yeah. I, All of it. There is like a, man, some way too complex framework or like chart where it's like you take the commerciality of Shark Tank where clearly like if you invest in a product on Shark Tank, you want it to go on air, right? So mm -hmm. more, more, more people know about it. And there's something like a tinge in that here where they're just trying to like pump shit out um, that you can kind of plot that against like, let's say a Mythbusters or something else where they're not really trying to pump the shit. They're not selling the stuff on Mythbusters. They're actually yeah. just doing stuff. I, I know, but there's probably like a spectrum there where then maybe you can like cut the line where Shark Tank feels still reality, even though it's not, you know. Yeah. Um, up I mean, yeah, kind of. I think they try to do it like a job where the people, the investors are real and they're seeing these pictures for real. But the pictures are much longer than the pictures you see. Oh yeah, they're like an and hour. Right? They're like a lot. They're a lot longer than like two minutes. Yeah. There's a lot more conversation going on that you don't see. Like you don't see the whole reality. But I think that that is an investor pitch meeting for that the show sets up. It is. The sharks are playing characters. Yeah. Yep. You know. That's um, true. And that, but like ultimately too, like the point is they. When they invest, they want that product on air because they know it's going to jack the sales. Yeah, I mean, that's part of their investment and pitch. Right, so, but that's what I'm saying. There's, like, there's this commerciality. Like, there's some reality shows that have this commercial aspect to it that we could probably then start to think about. Like, Is it too commercial where it's not reality versus less commercial or feels less commercial? Like, if we watch an infomercial, yeah. is that reality? Right. Probably like, not. I'd say it would be. Like, oh. This is the same level as infomercial to me. The producers set up this situation... But, like, you know, assuming the infomercial uses real people and not just all, like, actors where they, like, pull people on stage, it's like a magic show. Like, that would make sense to me. That mm -hmm. even might be more reality than this because it's just these four people that are, you know, they're actors to bad actors. Yeah. I, I think that's what makes this reality. Like, they're definitely not actors, besides Brandon, who I think could qualify as an actor. Um, they're just... It is a literal CEO looking at Mickey on LinkedIn. Like, this is her job. She's a product like specialist. Um, and I, I couldn't find Steve um, quite yet, um, but I, okay. I think it is their jobs. Um, so, what else have we been people watching? I think we're done with the show. It's we, uh, yeah, put it in the fucking garbage. Been watching Dark. Finished Dark. Season three came out a couple weeks ago. I started Dark Season 3. Hey, guys, it's Max. I just joined the pod. Whoa, um, my God. Welcome, Max. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Season 3, uh, good start. I was a little blazed out of my mind yesterday, so I turned <laughs> it off halfway. I've also been watching uh, Search Party. It's pretty okay. It's kind of a... That's uh, with Maybe. Yeah, it's got Maybe Fionke. Um, it's kind of half a whodunit murder mystery combined with, like, comedy about how New York City millennials are garbage people. It's great. <laughs> Would you agree? Uh, the way they're portrayed in the show, absolutely. Uh, it's I, very biting. I also finished Jack Ryan season two and season Ooh, one. Yeah, Love Jack good. Reacher. <laughs> yeah, Jack, Jack Ryan is before Jack Reacher, by the way. But yes, they are the same people. <laughs> Uh, did you know that Jack Ryan is four movies with four different actors? I did. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Oh, wait. I'm not doing the accent anymore. <laughs> you got Harrison Ford. You've got, oh, man. I don't know all of them off the top of my head. You got Tom Clancy. You got <laughs> Tom Cruise. You got. <laughs> no, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise plays George Jack Clooney. Reacher. You got. I think, I think it is George Clooney. Is what? You uh, got. Um, Oh, what's his name? You got the guy from The Office? Yeah, you're off the internet corner of these people because I forget the names. Wait, Sean Connery? No. Sean Connery is the first one. Did you know that uh, Sean Connery is short for Jonathan Connery? Obviously. <laughs> Obvi. How blazed are you right now? <laughs> uh, I am not committing a crime. Never. <laughs> it's legal in the state of Washington. Is it legal in the United States? Oh, here we go. Conveniently uh, put down on the Wikipedia page for Jack Ryan. Uh, so we have Alec Baldwin in 1990, Harrison Ford in 92 and 94, Ben Affleck in 2002, Chris Pine 2014, and our latest uh, iteration with John Krasinski. There you go. 
Uh, the show is okay. It's a little slow. It's a little Superman-y for me. But, uh, Superman-y? Yeah, Jack I mean, it's, yeah. He's is an it? analyst. He goes out on the field for random reasons. He shoots the big bad guys. He does all the things the right way. Like, how is that not Superman? Is it more I, I, Homeland or is it more 24? Uh, I think it's it's kind of Homelandy. Okay. But like, I haven't really watched a whole lot of Homeland, so I can't really tell you. It, it's more 24. It's like Homeland, I feel, is more psychological. Sure. And okay. 24 is more action. This is more action, less psychological. I think there isn't a whole lot of action in this show. Like, there is action, but it's like also like he's an analyst, so he's analyzing where these where the money's coming from and gotta be analyzing. what what the what the what the bad guys are trying to do and how we take them down and then like then there's like an episode and a half of them like taking bad guys down. Ryan, did you access the mainframe yet? <laughs> no, sir. The motherboard has an encrypted password. Never need, seen this type of security before. I need the encrypted password. I got to go talk to lady over here. So I fly to London. And you're like, fuck it. The, the, the commissioner's coming tomorrow. You better have that report on my London, desk in the morning. <laughs> June 12th, 9.58 a.m. Uh, <laughs> Brian, well, what's up with you? I started uh, Dark Season 1. Yeah. Oh. yeah. How far now you are can you? just binge the whole thing. Uh, only like two episodes. Yeah. It's tough. Like, I, well, I've been really busy. So, like, having like two hours, like, just to sit down and like watch dedicated TV was really great. And that was great television so far. Uh, Try to pay attention to who's related to whom. Oh, no. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. I can send you a no spoilers uh, family tree. Hmm. It, it definitely helps for the first. You should two print it out and then start linking them together, like the people. Ooh, that's good. Then, like, oh, it's a sure like paying attention, and then like, yeah, yeah. do I? Are you going to grade my quiz though? I, I yeah. promise you that it seems impossible to keep track right now. You will be able to. Yeah, like I imagine, like it was like Game of Thrones season one, like introduced a lot of new characters, and like trying to follow it all was like tough. So like it, but it became clear very quickly. It also helps when they're sort of grouped into family units, as they are here. Yeah, you're like, oh, that person. When you have those mutual relations. Yeah. Noah, you've been watching anything? Shit's Creek. Oh, Uh, I watched the first like two or three episodes of that. It's pretty good. I I would continue watching it. Yeah, it, it's very enjoyable. Like I'd say, semi background. Like it's not permanent background TV, uh, but it's like it's easy to follow along. I'm on almost close to the end of season two. Uh, the the characters don't go through like these epic changes, so it's very easy just to follow like where the current storyline is because the characters I mean, are it's just characters. Classic sitcom. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. The last, I mean, it's the most recent classic sitcom that's actually been somewhat popular. That's a good way to put Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen all the episodes on Netflix. Okay. It's it's fine. It took me like a year to watch because I like, mm. I was just like, oh, yeah. Something to like kind of relax to and sometimes you forget about it because it's forgettable. But I think the gimmick is really weird. And then they dropped the gimmick like after the first season. So like. That it got much better once they dropped it, but it's still like mm. in the back of my mind. Like, aren't you supposed to be like spoiled rich people? Because they mm-hmm. like their backstories, they're spoiled rich people. You see them be spoiled rich people. And they end up in this town and they're just like normal human beings, even though they don't have money. And I'm like, that's just very unrealistic. And I just really hard to drop that. I feel like that's like the running joke, though, where they feel like they're this upper class and they keep confronting that how their supposedly normals or l- lowers are actually more sophisticated or smarter better than them in all these angles that they just never thought about yeah i mean that i mean i could see that they just i don't think they they kind of act more like aloof yeah yeah than like but like spoiled rich people don't they might act aloof but they they would act I think quite differently. But that's, yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, I overall think it's it's fine. I agree. Shit's Greek. Um, I guess one last thing I'll we did is for the Fourth of July we watched Independence Day on a backyard theater that I had set up. So that was pretty fun. So 
Now we have a backyard theater, so we're going to do some more movie screenings. Good stuff. Throughout the summer, once the sun goes down a little later, a little earlier than it has been, because it's uh, pretty late. I have w- one more show to plug. Okay. Uh, it's Selling my, Sunset. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't expect any more Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset Season 3, August yeah. 7th, guys. We yeah. need the update. Unless people who listen to the pod want to start like a GoFundMe to watch that, um, which I would partake in if you guys raise more than a dollar. How, how much money do you need to watch Selling I, Sunset? Uh, more than a three. dollar. More than a dollar. <laughs> season three. I define the criteria, uh, but it has to be through GoFundMe. I want to see a page and all that. I want, I want, I want a little bit of effort. Please help uh, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, he not needs just to watch another season of Selling Sunset. <laughs> One show I will plug um, on my favorite network, Quibi, Chibi, oh. Chibi, um, the Pickle shape, peanut. <laughs> the shape of pasta. Um, really good show. It's this uh, chef from LA who travels around Italy, finding all these like super esoteric pasta shapes that are like hundreds of years old, and he tries to recreate them and bring them to L- LA. Like very authentic. The chef is super humble, and yet like. Inc- incredibly talented, going to all these grandmas, learning all these shapes. It's just a very well done show. I cannot recommend it any further. Yeah, that's so definitely saying, my favorite Guillermo del Toro movie. You're saying you should sign up, sign back up to Quibi to watch this show. You should get someone to sign up for their free trial and get their login. You know the 90-day free trial expired in April, right? Oh, you can't get the free trial anymore? Well, I mean, I don't think it's 90 days anymore. You're going to have to point up some real money to this thing, Noah. They're hemorrhaging money. Yeah. You want more content. They're not going to make more content when they've got no one subscribing. They have a lot of content already made. They're just titrating. Yeah, but they're not going to make any more. They, they still have a lot of They're just going to make more garbage. Which what are they, they going to make, Noah? Are they going to make Zoom specials? I'd be... <laughs> their content is good. Like I know everyone's shitting on them. Like, it's so much fun. They got some good content Have you up in there. Listen to our podcasts on the Queeby shows. We watched seven reality we watched shows. Some pretty bad ones, though. We watched the reality shows. Yeah, but then we watched the, well, the like horror one where the girl refused to take her arm off. The golden arm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. She died. Like, what the fuck, dude? That's so bad. I'm not saying Bury everything me with is my yeah. golden arm. Then there was I, I, a show with me. Anna Kendrick where she, like, her, like, the sex doll was her, like, imaginary friend. Like, it was terrible. Promise me you'll bury me with my sex doll imaginary friend. <laughs> uh, I am not here to defend everything on the network. I am saying that there are some gems in there that are yeah, very like, fun to watch. Okay, so you got two out of, like, 50 I will say shows. Your, your, def- your description of the shape of pasta sounds great, period. I, <laughs> that, yeah, I, that's it. I also love how like you're not shitting on Netflix for the same thing though. Like they have so much garbage out there, and like sure, here's here's the catch. I've watched shows like Dark that are good. Yeah, Stranger Things. You'd... I've never experienced that on Twibbo. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, <laughs> Twibbo. Maybe the shape of pasta is it. Uh, there's definitely a tweet somebody sent out this week that were like, "This does... is the reason why Queeby failed." It was like the CEO in a statement saying, "At like a reporter oh, yeah. asked them, oh, yeah. what, what's your favorite TV show? And she's like, TV? I don't really watch TV, but I guess, uh, what was the show? Oh, fuck, I don't remember. It was Grant. It was Grant. Oh, it was Grant. Grant. It was about what? Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like the most oh. boring fucking So it's just like, that too is set out. It's like, that's the reason why we failed. So your CEO just doesn't watch TV. No, it's going to fail. At the same time, in the same article I read, it was on, I was on Vulture. Um, they clearly say how Meg Whitman, the one who likes watching Grant, she had the division of labor of taking care of the business, and uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg was in charge of all the content. Sure, that makes sense. And <laughs> who did like The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, um, all dream work. DreamWorks, like he's got not just like one hit. Like he has at least like twenty to thirty like blockbuster slam slam dunks. Yeah, but those are full movies. They aren't five minute clips. They are no, full movies. If you watch yeah. like sixty five minute clips in a row, then <laughs> that's not how, how you watch Shrek. <laughs> you pause it every five minutes. 
I mean, if she's part of the business, why can't I share a clip or watch it on my TV or all the stuff that like you really want to do with Queeby? That's why they had to edit. Like, they had like to I want to share the clip of the girl with <laughs> who lost her arm and had the yeah. golden arm, but I can't. That's definitely a failure. The article mentioned that too. Of like, they were not in touch with like sharing and making that super easy in a way to like cut it up. Uh, I think that's a huge product miss. Not have that out of the gate. Yeah, I think it's done, dude. I don't mm-hmm. think it's done. Uh, I don't know if it'll survive in its current form. I don't think it's done. Oh, should, yeah. it's should gotta we do be... an on-air bet? Oh yeah, we Ooh. Rob wants more on-air bets. I bet Queeby has a free tier in the next six months. I. How much money are you putting down on that? It's a shotgun bet. Obviously, it's a shotgun bet. I don't know how that works. Sorry, you shotgun a beer. Yeah. If oh, if you lose, you shotgun a beer. Can I just say I agree with you and I want to get in on this? And we force Noah to drink two shots. (laughs) Who? Well, who doesn't? Who will take that they want a truce for you to? Noah, you're saying no. I'm saying no. Yeah, I actually think that's a direction they'll go into. I don't think it'll be permanently free. Like they they are spinning up an ads business. I believe they already have an ad sales team. Um, Well, the 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 cheap tier already has ads. To be clear. So I think the, they could push that. I think you'll see more of like freemium. I could see going in that that mm. that direction. Maybe get like twenty minutes. They're like already the first. in freemium. No, they're they're in premium. No, like, they're in free trial. You get to free, free try it, and then you can pay premium. But the the, the trial is for a ninety day continuous period. Okay. I would see it be like you get five minutes a day. Per- perpetuity or like the That's, first four episodes of a show. You're an idiot. You know? take, I'll take the bet that they won't do that. You don't think they're going to do some freemium-ish thing? No. I think they will introduce a free tier. Permanently free, as much as you can eat, and you just got to watch ads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't... No, it's fine. Shotgun bet. Will you take the shotgun bet with me, Noah? What are we betting on? What's the, the betting on is in the next six no, months. No, 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 but what, like, what, what is the consequence? You Shot. have to shotgun a beer if they don't introduce a free tier. Okay. And I'll shotgun a beer if they, introduce a fr- if they don't introduce a free tier. Yep. Um, and we're going based on when they, fir- when right they first introduce like, the next July uh, package. 8th, like, look- six months from July 8th. Mm, okay, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Gate, okay. gate, game on. All right. It's on audio. Rob, write that down and remind us. Write it down, Rob. Um, Set a reminder for six months that Noah and Chris had a bet in the episode about Southern survival. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I think that's it for us this week. You can find us on Twitter at WhoPitThisOn. You can find us on Facebook.com. You can ask questions and suggestions at WhoPitThisOn at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys. Next time. No, I'm kidding. Okay, hi, it's me, Max. Wait, you're Max? And who's that? What?